yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I love the ending to that song. Such a ripping little riff there. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you because I don't know shit about guitar. Like, how hard is the, is the guitar that they're doing in these songs? Jimmy Page, uh, really fun to learn how to play. The hardest part about him is he was such a studio aficionado and, uh, you know, just an obsessive guy that uh, every song of Zeppelin that you hear the recording of is a multi-layered guitar track. So you're never hearing just one guitar riff ever. He has gone in and over and in it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, he, he has multiple guitars tuned at different ways. Uh, the guy's genius. And uh, the stuff he created was just, uh, nobody has replicated Zeppelin before or since. I really believe it. And like you could say too that they were rip off artists and they played, you know, they ripped off classic blues jams, but they played the blues like nobody ever played it before. Yeah, especially when you start, when you listen to those early albums, you, know, you got to remember, like I said it before, nobody did it before. Or since, man, there hasn't been a four yeah. group combination that has wowed people with the blues. Like, you could call it ripoff, or you could say everybody has their shot, right? Here's the blue, here's the standard. Everybody knows this blue standard. Here's your go as a group. Make it your own. Well, they fucking made those songs their own, and uh, they evolved to their own. Yeah, they evolved the 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 art. I just think that uh, you know when it comes to uh, Jimmy Page and you know playing guitar and learning Page, you know any young guitar player out there or any age actually, if you're learning how to play guitar and you want to do some Zeppelin, absolutely go for it. Some of the most fun music to learn, and uh, it helps you expand your horizons a little. I I had more fun learning stuff like that than I did like Fish or you know <laughs> anything more yeah. modern. The older stuff just has a lot more depth to it. So. I was thinking too. I, I like doing the month because this, like, the end of the month now. This is when you're digging, you know. Like these, these are the songs that you kind of forgot about. Yeah, I played. I opened know? the show with a uh, a track from like one of the one of their last albums that uh, is not very popular. Yeah, that was good. That's what I mean. When you get towards the end of the month, you start to get to the ones that you forgot how good they were. B sides and rarities, my man. That's what it's all about. Uh, that's where you get the gems. Some would say I am the B side to your A side. Oh wow! Spare, not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope Harry's doing all right. You know, I was thinking about him today. I did the garden today, my man. Dude, did you hear about the uh, taxi driver? No, I, I, we. But Dude, they interviewed the taxi driver. He didn't even know he was in a chase. We never got to the clip. I had it in the clip on the last show. We ended up ranting and raving about the whole thing that we... Yeah, we don't need a clip. <laughs> it was fake. It was, it was totally so stupid. Fake. <laughs> but how's the garden going? Like, the garden's great. I planted the garden this weekend. I was thrilled about it. And, uh... Always wait till after Mother's Day. That's when you gotta... That's right, man. And uh, I was timing it with the chemtrails. I did it just right. And nice. so uh, the garden's in. We're going to do a little more shopping today. We're going to create a little island in the back. And, uh, you know, we're um, adding some more bushes and trees. And then we're weed. We're going to do some uh, weed pulling in the front. And then hopefully plant some shit up there uh, next week. So good and uh, i finished my weeding project in the back remember i told you i spent like four hours back there i completed the area now the grass is growing a little more full i'm gonna toss down a little more seed at some point i think and uh i was i was just back there having a good time my man like uh the last couple days dude you know no phone nearby you know no sound just just outside pulling weeds planting plants tilling the soil Dude, that's that's the happiness zone, right there. Yeah, it really is, man. I did some landscaping the other day. Yeah, like, for work. Like, uh, they were digging these trenches and putting in these things. So, like, me and the other apprentice had to go back. <laughs> the other apprentice had to go pick up truck truckloads of dirt, and we were filling in holes and then putting mulch on top. Man, it just feels good to be outside. I just think uh, working. I, I, <laughs> When I'm out there and doing that and just in the sun or whatever sun I get and um, I don't know, just having your hands in the soil, there's a, 
there is a purity to it that we are we're so ultra consumed in the electronics and the technology and just stimulus at all times that walk stepping away from it and just being in the element man i do you remember landscaping like i try to explain to people those were the happiest guys i ever worked with those are some of my like most fond memories of growing up were landscaping as crazy as that is those those guys were just always happy yes they were making way less money than the lawyer whose house they're cutting. And that lawyer <laughs> would come out just steaming mad because a flower got chopped or something. You know what I mean? And these guys would just go back in the trailer and laugh about it. And Think about how sad Harry and Meghan must be truly. Like, how low their lives and personalities must be. They have to fake that race yeah. through the streets. They constantly need adoration and need to be in the limelight and the spotlight. I feel bad for these celebrities and people who are like this because they do. There's no way they understand the the true tranquility and serenity of just being out there and doing some landscaping, and and not having yeah. anything around you, not not thinking yeah. about what the world is thinking about you, not wanting people to watch time, you. But at the same time, thinking about everything. Yes, you hop on that machine, and you have eight hours to just You're psycho, think about bro. everything. Just this weekend, being out there, yeah. I, I probably spent, you know, twenty plus hours over the last several days, uh, just in the yard doing work, and just the freedom to think, man. I don't think people realize these devices, these phones, and these computers, and tablets, and televisions, uh, all around us. They are taking away our freedom of thought at all times. Yes. Yes, you should be talking to yourself. You should have an inner dialogue. Yes. You should be, you know. Have the space to just remember things from your past and think about things in the future and, you know, enjoy the moment. Look up at the sky and and, uh, and admire admire Jared Polis's chemtrail design today. <laughs> wow, that's a great that's a great grid you've done there today, Jared Polis. Thank you. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the hardest thing for me to do and I like really try to do it is to just like enjoy moments like i was you know, um, the, the heart they always say like you always you always rem- you always focus on the red lights and never the green lights that's why it feels like you're always hitting red lights that's right like man you gotta focus on the green lights when you're having a good day it's beautiful weather you're outside you just gotta stop and, and remind yeah. yourself how great it is absolutely for all my chemtrail enthusiasts enthusiasts out there dude sean <laughs> i know you're there buddy uh i I'm telling you the trick, the key is we have to overpower with positive energy and be grateful and enjoy the moments where we do have that blue sky, where we got that sunshine, breathe in the air. I was standing back there pulling weeds and uh, digging up the soil, and um, I mentioned to Emma, I'm like, ah, when, when are the bees coming around? I haven't seen any bees. And all of a sudden, within the silence of the moment, I heard a slight buzzing. And then I saw, <laughs> I saw in the distance a bee by a flower and just just to have that moment in time to hear the buzzing of the bee right it was just it, that was wonderful man the, there was something was it complaining about the flight over it might have been jerry seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> did you have to put it so far from the high <laughs> that is a hell of a callback man i love that the b movie with jerry seinfeld fuck yeah man (laughs) every every movie worth seeing in the past 20 years has been animated (laughs) i liked b movie that was a fun that was a fun flick actually (laughs) folks get outside do some gardening plant a flower or some herbs uh i'm planting some weed over the the next couple days we're gonna go clone shopping i'm very excited doing i just heard a two two minute discussion on planting oregano i did two types i did some uh italiano and some (laughs) greek okay so oh wow that's what they were arguing about which one is better and according to nona this is according to nona you can be born in calabria and then you come to america and then you order seeds from Calabria, planted in your garden, 
but you planted it in America, so those are not Italian oregano. Oh my god. <laughs> Italians, they're so hardcore with the bloodline, it didn't, dude. It didn't grow in the, the Calabria soil. That's right. You gotta have a ship with some Calabrian soil, man. You gotta have a Calabrian cow shit on it. And piss on it, you know? It's so funny. Nope, that's an American. According to Nona, what you have there is two it. versions of American oregano. Oh, yeah. I like it. So. I'm all for it. I would love to get my hands on some of those uh, seeds, actually. Big fan of growing some. Uh, we could send you some. Some homeland oregano. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. We'll send to you the seeds, appreciate. Frank, but where are you going to get the dirt? That's the problem. You got to get. You gotta That's put right. rocks underneath it, so it's like you gotta get Italian rocks, and then you gotta get Italian soil, That's and then right. where are you gonna get the Italian water? I have good old-fashioned plutonium-based uh, Colorado soil <laughs> out here. It's nuclear, folks. That's why our teeth are so white. Uh, so, oh, maybe that's why Polis is chemtrailing. It's to keep your radiation in. Oh yes, he knows how to keep it uh, within the confines of our uh, friendly state here, yeah. but um. Being outside, I was really enjoying myself. I I was feeling happy and joyful, and I really felt like uh, our culture, our society, maybe this is the big thing. Uh, you know, when I, a lot of people know that I'm a gardener, and I, I'm, you know, I look forward to it every year, and I'm just, I'm, I talk about it all the time and show people pictures, and, you know, everybody always says the same thing. Uh, oh, you got the green thumb. Yeah. You've the, you're the one with the green thumb. And I was kind of reflecting on that as I was planting uh, and, and getting everything set. And all I could think about is how one of the problems currently with our culture is, you know, we're all not green thumb. We should all have the green thumb. If everybody had the green thumb, a lot of these societal issues would would go away pretty even, quickly. It's not even about having a green thumb. It's about trusting nature. A lot of... I always a lot of people with like who are new to gardening. You're touching it too much. Let the fucking plant grow. This thing sure. made it without you for a hundred thousand years to get to this point. It can grow. Give it a little bit of water, not too much. It's gonna grow. I you got people who are doing way too much to their plants. What I thought about was go back a hundred years ago, and every neighbor had their garden going. Everybody had a green thumb. It wasn't something you could say, like, oh, gee whiz, you got the green thumb, man. Like, That's because everybody was poor. Yes, but also people could live on their own, and they didn't need to depend on the government, and they didn't need to depend on, you know, the grocery store. They could have their own for themselves, and I just feel like we live in a modern-day era now where not everybody is doing that. When they have the means to do so, people don't have that... Uh, intuition you know i don't think i have a green thumb i'm doing what comes naturally to me because i was taught this at a young age i don't know maybe that's out there because i feel like here everybody has a garden you live literally on a street with a thousand italians from uh it's calabria everybody around you live in a place of fucking immigrants which but, I'm, you're it was perfect. like a whole week where our whole block smelled like shit. It was yeah. all of them putting fucking manure in their goddamn You're garden. proving my point even is culturally, yeah. I don't think America, ha I think America's lost this. This is an ingrained European culture that we have because we are first generation here. Uh, and so it comes natural to us, but it's shocking to me for so many people like, oh, gee, you got the green thumb. Well, don't you? Why don't you? Shouldn't everybody? Shouldn't we all have a fucking green thumb going on? Because if we did, then we would be less concerned about the government making people essential or certain institutions essential. Like we'd be less concerned about the government controlling our access to food uh, if we were all capable of not only creating our own food, but... Look at the uh, family we come from. They know how to store it all year round. Yeah. And it's not new fancy yeah. technology. They put it in a fucking mason jar and know the right, you know, mixture uh, of ways to preserve. And these are tactics and concepts yeah, the that passed thing, man, down for hundreds of run, years. Yeah. Beginning of COVID, the stores are running out of toilet paper. No one is having me fucking lug in bags of flour, exactly. sugar, and salt. Yes, man. Uh, the essentials. Fucking, that's what she was stocking up on. It's like, man, yeah. That's I'm, who I want to be with when, it, when the end of the world comes. 
Well, I just find it interesting uh, out here. Um, and if you branch out, Mike, I'm willing to bet uh, if you reach out to people in our age group, um, the green thumb isn't as common as it is with the elder folk that you are hanging around with on the everyday. <laughs> <laughs> Mike commonly hangs out with people, uh, octogenarians, essentially. So uh, It's my know. favorite group. <laughs> These are people, they're a little bit removed from the current culture. Uh, <laughs> so much wiser. But it really got me thinking, I'm out there, not as many people got the green thumb. There's just this genuine joy that you can feel when you're working on the grass or the lawn or planting the the vegetables and, and, and tilling the soil. And you and I have been acknowledging and uh, seeing this huge rise in our generation and younger, especially in uh, this affliction that uh, is just apparently, you know, a just uh, incapacitating. It just destroys people's lives. And it, it is very specific to, I believe, the younger cultures. And you know it, Mike. It's your favorite one, uh, anxiety. When you can throw a baseball close to 100 miles per hour, there's no question you're already a game changer. But this spring, Colorado Rockies star pitcher Daniel Bard changed the game in another way without throwing a single pitch. Normally, I thrive under that pressure. When I started to feel like I was getting those, that, those same emotions, but they were becoming negative, they weren't helping me, they were hurting me, I knew something wasn't right. Bard was battling anxiety ahead of opening day. He could have Go tried pushing yourself. through it, but instead, the 37-year-old <laughs> reliever did something rarely pussy. seen in professional sports. He shared his struggle publicly. Yeah, you know what that fucking anxiety is, you little fuck it, that you go oh, from no. the fucking little leagues to the goddamn big leagues, pussy. You couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle the big leagues. Get the fuck out of here. Give back your millions of dollars. You're fucking pussy. Jesus fucking Christ. Do not fucking honor and celebrate this. Get the fuck out of here. Were you feeling anxiety when you accepted the fucking check? I don't think so. When you put on the stupid little hat in front of the cameras, held up the jersey, took all the fucking pictures, no anxiety, no anxiety, but then when it came time to perform, oh, it's anxiety. Oh, oh, everybody feel bad for this millionaire. Go fuck yourself, go sit in the audience, you're out. Jesus Christ. Oh. Folks, anxiety? Uh, folks, when I put together the show uh, and I throw the docket together... There's always one clip where I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this is, this is going to be explosive. I nailed it on this one. I knew exactly. As you come out excited, you're going to pay billions of dollars. I want to remind everybody out there, the Rockies, third from last in the entire major league. They're one of the absolute. What the fuck is this? What's this? F- is it? It doesn't matter. Let me tell you, pitcher. <laughs> I get paid by the hour, not millions per year. <laughs> I get paid by the hour, and when I gotta fucking go climb on this fucking attic, shitty-ass fucking wood rail, I'm 30 <laughs> feet in the air, this thing was built in 1890. <laughs> I can't be like, boss, I got anxiety, you know what they tell me? Quit being a pussy and go fucking hit the pipe. Like, <laughs> Dude, fucking pussy. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, man. How old are you? To focus on his mental uh, health. The Rockies <laughs> say he missed 18 games before returning last 18 month. 18 games? To be fair, in baseball, it's like four days. It's 162 games, so it's not that big of a chunk. It's 1%. <laughs> in my ability to do that thing. one of three MLB players to openly take time off for their mental health decisions. And he's a pitcher, so out of 18 games, what is it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he miss 18 he was supposed to pitch? Or He's, 18 and he was only going to pitch like three of they them? They signed him on as a star reliever, potentially like a star closer. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, that's why I. this it. is why I clipped this. We did a fucking 30-minute <laughs> segment how that's the best job to ever have in yes, the world. exactly. You fucking mook. You fucking <laughs> pussy. I literally did a whole thing about how there's no anxiety in a closer. The game's already lost. It's already lost. (laughs) Or won. You you can only be the hero. You fucking (laughs) This is what we're raising. This is what we're raising.
This is my point, Jesus dude. Jesus fucking but, Christ. You know, when, when we were kids, the heroes that we looked up to, the stars of these leagues, man, Jim Brown, who passed away this weekend, the guy was a monster. Like, he was spectacular, oh. you know? Like, we we would look up to these sports, these, these yeah, gladiators dude, who defied reality to us as kids, man. The, you know, I... I you know what I noticed? Is you watch those Jim Brown, dude. These guys, the, the the TV was so fuzzy. The reception was so bad. The TV, the cameras were so bad. You couldn't even, you barely read the numbers on their uniforms. Yeah, you could still make out the facial hair and the hair on their arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were just big, hairy, like man, men. manly men, dude. Like like now you go look at this. Probably looks like the cheerleaders <laughs> of 1978. You know what I mean? Indistinguishable from the cheerleaders that cheer, cheered for Jim Brown. He looks Jim like Brown would have fucked you 40 years ago. Not even felt gay about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would have just gotten in the mix-up of an orgy. You were somewhere between the blonde and the brunette chick. You didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. That's what, that's what we've done to sports. And then these kids are going to fucking grow up idolizing this pussy. Yes. Yes, this kills me, dude. I like, like, look, I'm not, Ugh. I'm not discrediting people who have mental health issues out there. I know there's so many degrees and there's a spectrum and I understand, but, uh, dude, come on, be a hero to kids. Dude, don't, don't be, this looks weak. You know, You're gonna, you can't handle the majors. You can't handle it. You can, it, it's fine, it, dude. It happens. It happens to a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. Take some time off. But like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't agree with this personally. I think like the, we're Anxiety. sending, we're constantly sending the wrong message to the to the boys in our society. Uh, when we were kids, it was man up. Boys yes. don't boys don't cry no, in no, baseball. I, I literally, I'm gonna punch the next guy that tells me his anxiety. If you have anxiety, you should be too ashamed to admit it. We used to be men. You don't. You don't fucking admit that shit. Yeah, but our Keep society, our society needs men. Okay, just as much as yeah, we need women yeah. to not have dicks. Okay, we just we don't need our women to have dicks, and we need men to be men. Do you see what I'm saying? Like we're, we're going in <laughs> opposite directions with that. <laughs> our society needs two things really badly right now. The women need to stop having dicks, and the men need to start standing <laughs> up and being fucking men. And and so we can teach lessons to the younger kids, right? We got to teach the girls out there. Look, you don't want to have a penis, and we got to teach the boys out there. You got to grow up to be a man. Seriously, seriously, these are fucking basic. Fucking what did we talk about before, lessons. man? We need to get some lesbians in the schools to start reading to kids. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love I love the idea of hiring lesbians to teach boys how to do woodworking and, and like how to yeah, like, like how play how to baseball. <laughs> They come in greasy, wearing leather clothes, short hair. You have, like, a crotch-scratching, spitting session with a lesbian woman? Like, no, this is how you scratch your boys' ball. Uh, that's how you scratch your balls. <laughs> then you gotta spit like this. Don't spit like a girl, Jimmy. Come on! You gotta hawk a loogie like a man. Even if you think it's gross to have grease on your hand, you don't say it. No, you act like a man. Keep, Fake it till you make it. Keep the dirt on there and eat the sandwich. I know you could see the handprints on the bread. It's gonna teach oh, you a that's lesson. The best. That's the best sandwich. No, dude. I used to do it when I was a mechanic and a landscaper. I don't do it as a plumber. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> clean those fingernails, man. It's not dirty. <laughs> Is undercount. Teams will never admit it, but they come up with fake injuries. Oh, this is why I kept this clip because uh, uh. Listen to this sports reporter now. They're going to interview a sports reporter for the Rockies, right? The, I just want to insist you know that this is a sports reporter now. Count. Teams will never admit it, but they come up with fake injuries all the time for players when they need a break. Sports writer Daniel <laughs> Allen Tuck says that can be for multiple. They like come up with injuries all the time. Why do you have to have the game voice while you're talking? This is a chick. Oh, mental health. I thought it was a dude trying to be a chick. They're probably a lot. Is that a lady fella? I think there's probably, you know, I actually can't tell. It sounds like a lady fella. So why did Barb I'm actually, speak up? Now I'm rethinking what I watched earlier. What the fuck did I play? <laughs> he took some pressure off, looped in his teammates and fans, and helped him set an example for his. Okay. I it's, I just stopped right there. I wanted to include the sports reporter because just when I grew up, you had like Marv Albert, you know, and like, you had like 
You just had like fucking, I don't know. What the fuck? Sports, that's the sports reporter. Damn it. God, it's all fucked up now. It's all fucking ruined. Everything's ruined, man. I can't even have just like a guy it's who played so... baseball. You can't interview a guy who played baseball to give us the lowdown on how dudes who play baseball are feeling. No, you have to have this lady fella chick thing go on there and describe how guys are feeling, probably. But like, I don't know. You know, like, what the fuck is that? It's like a fucking report. Did you see that clip that's been going around of Michael Jordan? I'm very about, excited. Uh, what what's what's changing the what's ruining the game essentially? No, it it was a great point where he he kind of said. Uh, he said, if you look what what's going on now, I'm going to butcher it. He said, if you look at what's going on now, they're giving these kids these contracts. They're getting contracts out of high school before they even step foot on the court. Yeah, it's crazy. And he goes, so now you're just paying off of potential. And he's like, if you already have a, a multi-million dollar contract, what's going to force you to work hard? And he's like, when I came in, you had to perform to earn. He's like, I had to earn my shit. That's right, man. And I, you know, I think this is exactly it. This fucking kid, dude. You guys should be docking him for all eighteen games. He should go back to the minors. Yes. Yeah. You know why? Because there's a thousand guys in the minors right now that would give a left leg to be in that position. Who could play under the pressure? Okay. If you can't handle the pressure, go back to the minors. Learn how to play under the pressure. Maybe we'll bring you back up to the majors. It used to be that Cause way. Because what, what's better, a 93-mile-per-hour fastball, but has to take 18 games off, or an 89-mile-per-hour fastball, but he's there every day? <laughs> he I'm going to take that 89. Shows up for work. That's where we're at in society, even with what sports. What do we talk about? Do we talk about it all the time? It's so hard to get somebody that just shows up every day. Just show up. Just show up. Just show up for your just job. Just show up. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I don't feel like showing up. Um, I don't know if you're uh, following basketball right now, but uh, as an aside for the Denver folk out there, the Nuggets went to L.A. last night and crushed the Lakers, uh, and they are up 3-0 now on the series. They're probably going to sweep them. There's a good chance. If the NBA is rigged like I think it is, they will, let the, they will make the Lakers win, <clears throat> one at least. But uh, I got yeah. to tell I think they'll win the next two. I was watching this game, man, and I know Scott Foster, he was the one uh, ref identified in the that podcast that came out last year. And then, um, you know, when he's notorious for being the ref who rigs the games, uh, there was a play where Anthony Davis goes up and shoots the ball and Nikola Jokic swats at him, right? They call a foul on Jokic. It's his fourth. If you get four fouls in the second quarter, you're going to be benched, essentially, because you only have two yeah, more fouls to end. give. Yeah, and yeah. so it was a crucial foul. They challenged it, right? Because on the replay, I am not exaggerating, he swatted at Anthony Davis in the ball and missed everything completely. He literally, <laughs> on the replay, is swatting at the air. He swat. He air swats him, right? He, he, he gives him, like, a nice yeah, whiff. Yeah, yeah. They uphold the call after the replay challenge and say, wow. yes. I, and I turned to Emma and I said, this shit is rigged. They are, they are pushing so hard to get it. But here's the thing. Denver so deep and the Lakers so bad. And LeBron, for anyone who's been watching this series, is showing his age. It's very Frank, sad. The only thing I've seen about the playoffs, the entire playoffs, the only thing I have seen is LeBron missed that dunk. Oh, dude, he's missing. Mike, he missed so many free throws last night. It was embarrassing. Like, I couldn't free believe. Free throws? Yes. I can't believe how many dunked. Like, he hit the rim on so many free throws. It was embarrassing to watch. I felt sorry for the guy. Never before have I seen a player uh, drop so far in talent because of their age. Dude, father time, it comes for us all, man. Country. And it's yeah. sad to see it. it like, I'm watching this, and I'm not kidding. I think LeBron might retire after this. He he looks pathetic. It's sad to watch. It, it like he he's missing layups. It's old, dunks. dude. You can't you can't compete he's, with these young he's guys. He's too old, man. He's just he, 38. Oh, for those that don't know, we got a brother who's 32 and talking about joining the Air Force. <laughs> like, 
That's exactly what I tried telling him, dude. Listen, 30s, you're not old. You're not old. I'm not saying you got to go crawl into a hole and die. But there's a reason that, like, special forces, they cut off recruiting at 25. Yeah, it's like, just tough Like, dude, to in watch. your 30s, you're starting to... You're not healing as fast. You know what I mean? You're getting to that point where it's like... I just, you're not getting any better. It's tough to watch. The shots just aren't falling. He was a great player, and he... he was really fun to watch during his prime years, but this is rough to watch. I'm serious. It's pretty difficult and cringy, and they're down 3-0. And here's the the craziest part, too, which I thought was the worst thing for LeBron, but really epitomizes the guy and why he'll never be Jordan or anywhere near him, which is they were down by 13, and there was like 30 seconds left. He walked off the court into the locker room. No, shut the fuck up. And you know what's worse? And this is why I know the NBA's rigged, and they, they tried so hard to rig this game. It was so obvious with the Jokic call. There were other calls. It was fucking crazy what they were doing, but they just couldn't stop uh... the, the Nuggets. They're just too deep. <clears throat> Literally, Jokic sat the entire third quarter, but the Nuggets team is so good, they rolled without him, essentially. <clears throat> but uh, what, just there was like 15 seconds. There was an inbound pass to end the game, maybe seven seconds. The camera follows LeBron into the tunnel, and we didn't even see on the national broadcast the last seven seconds of the game. See, dude, that's not even like that's not even a Jordan thing or a Kobe thing or a top ten. Nothing, dude, man. You're not even great at that point. No, you're let a alone loser. The you're a sore loser, dude. Great people. Play to the end. Yes. They would fucking fight to the end. Yes. The greatest is not walking off and just giving up. Get the fuck out of here, Mike, he gave up at 50 seconds. He was on the bench because the Nuggets were up by 13. So they they sat LeBron. He took a breather. He ended it. He didn't even play out the game. with a minute to go, man. I don't know. If you're the greatest to ever play, I feel like you could cover that. No, we watched LeBron live. The guy sits on his throne, and then when he jumps in the game, if he's not on the highlight reel, he hangs back in the half court and waits to get a lob so he can dunk it and be on fucking Sports Center. Seriously. That's the LeBron deep. show, and that's why he's a loser, and that's why he's going to go down. Uh, I believe there's some stats out there about like Lakers getting swept. I don't know if they've been swept like this before. So uh, this is a historic uh, game four going for the Nuggets Monday night. Uh, based on our recording, it already happened. Hey, they won, baby. I'm calling it right now. That's right, LeBron, you're a loser. Suck it, LeBum. <laughs> next year, his share is going to be six inches higher. <laughs> I don't think there is a next year. I think we've seen the end of uh, uh, of LeBron. Um, but he'll have uh, plenty of things to uh, get active about. You, you know, know, all the shit we said about him, at least he doesn't come out and give up for 18 games because of anxiety. Exactly. Kid, man. But LeBron, is the- LeBron in the future, he'll be really big on the social issues, and so I can only imagine uh, if he uh, ends this series early, since he's in California, we'll see him protesting, uh, you know, maybe in New York in a, a few weeks for our friend Neely. He's run for governor. Dude, Mike, do you know the Neely funeral happened? Uh, did I miss it? Now to an ABC News exclusive. Jordan exclusive. Neely's family speaking out as loved ones packed a Harlem church to pay tribute. Neely's death on the New York City subway has sparked a national conversation about <laughs> mental illness and public safety. ABC's Mona Kosar Abdi joins us now with... That's it. We're only debating mental illness because of this <laughs> and public safety. Those are the only two things we're oh, talking Mona, about. Good morning to you. Good morning. It was an- I can't get enough of this story. I love <laughs> this story. What about the white guy you arrested? Oh, Mike, I, this clip has everything in it everything that i love about this whole thing emotional service at a harlem church for jordan neely his death as you mentioned not only sparking conversations about mental health but creating a political divide over holding daniel penny accountable dude mike you were right man like you are a prophet you called this (laughs) weeks in advance i told you dude you nailed it man i can smell it dude a white marine yeah you nailed it dude to, like a trained killer because marines <laughs> and soldiers were trained vicious killers who should probably be on a leash in public until it comes time for them to donate to the heroes fund <laughs> or the the wounded warrior project you know and then then they're all then they're all in on the veterans i i'm so impressed at how just you called <clears throat> 
the process, the timing, how everything would roll out. You nailed it all. It's incredible. I even called the protest. Yeah, you're right. This morning, renewed calls for justice after hundreds gathered in New York for the funeral of Jordan Neely. Did you? They were even chanting, say his name. Like, you called every element, dude. Every detail. You, <laughs> I, you got to start writing a book of your prophecies. <laughs> I, love, I love how they're saying hundreds. That's pretty generous. I'll give it a hundred. <laughs> dude, you didn't see their, uh, the guy who was at the funeral, man. The 30-year-old killed earlier this month while on a New York City subway train was eulogized by Reverend Al Sharpton Al at a Harlem church. They always refuse <laughs> to add the fact that he was on that subway train attacking other passengers. <laughs> he wasn't just riding the subway train. <laughs> I think the guy's going to ultimately get acquitted of this in, in court because of the witnesses. There's like several witnesses who have come out already and said, no, the guy like saved us. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, just, I just can't wait to see the lawsuits. This guy's gonna be on the island with uh, what's that? Nick Sandman and fucking oh, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse, dude. They're all just fucking sipping my ties. And... BC's Byron Pitt sat down with Neely's great aunt. Jordan was my heart. If he was your heart, this is what I don't get about this guy. He had all this loving family, I... but you guys let him be a homeless beggar on the, <laughs> on the subway? Like, why didn't you welcome him into your home if you loved him as a family member? You didn't take care of him? You just let him be a <laughs> fucking bum on the subway? You're not a very good family member. My family would not allow that for anybody in our family. <laughs> Nobody in my family will be on the streets. Unbelievable. I have a place for them. This is just... Like, you people should be ashamed of yourselves. Like, you're... Oh... Oh, a, a beloved family member. Really? How beloved was he if you let him be a fucking bum? Yeah, you he let his mental is... illness go unchecked. You decided unchecked. to not help your crazy uh, nephew and l be a beggar on the subway? Congratulations. You're a piece of trash. That's what well, you, you think are. he was succeeding in life as a Michael Jackson impersonator I mean, on the subways of New York? Yeah. And now you're putting on makeup and getting dolled up so you can be interviewed on Good Morning America? You know what? You're called trash. That's what you are. Yeah, it really are. With Ben F Crump. Unbelievable. Pitt sat down with Neely's great aunt. Jordan was my heart. And still is my heart. Neely's great aunt says he received great joy from being a Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> so I come on. I mean. Did you hear the music? Uh, uh, this is my favorite part about this whole story is every time we do a clip, they showed the same clip from 2006 of this guy with the jacket doing the Michael Jackson impression. There's one <laughs> clip. They have one fucking clip of this know, guy being it. a Michael Jackson impersonator. There's no clip recently of him doing this because all the recent clips, and you can find them, they're all over Twitter and Rumble and everything else. Uh, this guy has spent the last decade attacking people, especially women. Yeah. Like physically abusing them and attacking them. Pulling, attacking. pulling them to the ground by their hair, punching them in the face. And I don't mean them. running into them while doing the moonwalk. It's hard no. to see backwards. <laughs> he was attacking. Physically abusing women. This impersonator but let's not talk about that or show any clips of those that are all over the internet no we're going to show this one clip from 2006 of him doing five moves of michael jackson's moonwalk incredible but he began struggling with his mental health after his mom was by the way we're never going to mention anything uh the guy the chokehold guy we're going to mention none of his accolades or anything he did when he served for this oh uh, that loser who just dedicated half his life to the military? Not going to mention oh, anything he guy, did dude. while serving this country. Not one thing. Fuck Nothing. that asshole. Unreal. Fuck that. Lock him up, dude. We need more of these fucking homeless guys. We're going to interview the great aunt who loved this guy so much she wouldn't welcome him into her home. And then uh, we're going to not talk about the accolades or anything this um, ex-Marine sergeant did for this country. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Clown fucking world, people. Killed when he was a teen. Yes, 14 years old. And it just, he's, he tried to cope with it, but he couldn't, he wasn't, he just couldn't cope with it. Video of the incident showing Penny, a former Marine, holding Neely in a chokehold for several minutes until he stopped moving. 
Witnesses told police Neely moments before was making threats and scaring passengers, but that there was no indication he was violent. Penny is now facing a second-degree manslaughter charge. His attorneys say the Marine vet acted to protect himself and others. And Penny's attorneys say he did not intend to harm Neely. Reverend Al Sharpton pointing out that Neely's funeral took place at the same church where his mother's funeral was held. Janae. Uh, sad. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I can't handle it. That'll be the last time we cover this, I believe, until the trial. I am obsessed with this story. It is so unreal. The fact that, like, this is um the... In my mind, this is on the same level of Trump said drink bleach. No matter how many times we talk about this story or show the evidence or talk to witnesses and, and, and the video evidence, like it's pretty clear that this guy Penny didn't do anything wrong, actually. The dude, by the way, died in the hospital hours later. They I seem to, to fucking to pass over that information constantly. They make it seem like he choked him to death right then and there, and it was a limp, dead body. No, <laughs> that's not what happened. And that's what makes this so insane to me. I don't understand why we are obsessing over a homeless guy with mental health issues, and we're arresting and putting behind bars a former sergeant of the Marine. Again, my question to everybody, who do you want as your fucking neighbor? No, not only that, where do you want to live? Do you really want to live in New York where they're going to prosecute you for this? Or, do Texas, you probably don't even need to hire a lawyer in this situation. You know what I mean? Like, they're not even coming after you. Yes. You could just be honest with the cops, tell them what happened. You probably don't even need a lawyer. Good call, man. You go to, and you live in New York, this place where you guys are all about, I don't know. It's, well. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. it says more about New York than anything else. And I just think, you know, folks, when you're moving somewhere, you know, where you live, a lot depends on your neighbors. Neighbors are very important. It's good to have good neighbors and to keep a good relation with your neighbor. And um, sometimes we need to look outside of this country to see what it takes to be good neighbors. Tonight, squeezed by Western sanctions, Russia is relying on its neighbor literally next door. We're on the Chinese border, and that's Russia. It's flag just across the half-frozen river. Here, the two countries are so close, Russia is just a few hundred yards away. Along a 2,600-mile border, signs of deep China-Russia ties are everywhere. Yo, right there. And- <laughs> 2,600 miles is, like, bigger than our Canada border. <laughs> no, dude, and, it's massive. And and you- that, and that's just <laughs> their border with one country. Yeah. And, no, it's this river, too. Uh, you can seriously, you could see the buildings in Russia from China. And like the flags, oh, so and uh, they have this spectacular bridge. It's fucking enormous, and China built it. They're about to talk about buildings. It. It's stores stocked with Russian goods, <laughs> where vendors greet foreigners in Russian. There's even a Russian-style bar. Where owner Tang Lu says Chinese people can mingle with Russians. They're talking spies, by the way. You know, we're talking diplomats <laughs> and spies. I hope you people realize, like, this should be scary to everybody. These are two <laughs> potential superpowers that oh, are. You just... walk into this bar. There's only there's only two people that might walk in after you: Bill Murray yeah. or Han Solo. <laughs> Call back, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Murray or Han Solo walking in. <laughs> this is the cantina scene. It's all real. This is literally. <laughs> I just think this is fucking crazy. I've never really considered the fact that, yeah, they are neighbors, and maybe they are. There's like like, a John Wick where you walk in, you have to give them your gun. Like, everybody (laughs) unloads their guns into this carousel that, like... Lu says Chinese people can mingle with Russians. China's President Xi Jinping declared a no-limits partnership with Russia. From that diplomatic boost for President Putin with a recent state visit... To a critical economic lifeline here. Trade between China and Russia surging by 30% in the last year. 
And this is where a huge pipeline delivers Russian gas to China, energy that used to flow to Europe, all of it keeping Russia's economy afloat and funding the war in Ukraine. Yeah, enjoy coal, Germany, you stupid retards. <laughs> yeah, what the you fuck? You thought you were going to screw Germany by blowing up the Nord Stream uh, 2 pipeline? Uh, no, they're just going to send more of that shit to China. You created a superpower, you fucking morons. You literally created a superpower. All the sanctions failed. Yes. Russia's fine. Have you seen the videos coming out of there? There are like TikToks where they're like, they just changed the name of McDonald's, and now some oligarch owns all of the fucking buildings and everything. Of it's, like, <laughs> it's the same McDonald's, but now it's just Russian-owned. Well, like, well, all you guys do, you're so stupid. Yeah, McDonald's is based on real estate more than it's cheeseburgers. People don't understand that. So, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, no, we, we just made these two countries stronger. It, the Joe Biden administration and the Western Alliance and NATO is a laughing stock. It is run by a bunch uh, we're of 10 morons. years away from having nothing but trannies and no money. <laughs> <laughs> Our money's going to be useless, worthless, and we're going to have a bunch of trannies. We're all going to be back in the coal mines in five years. Unbelievable, dude. Trucks loaded with goods will come and go from Russia across this bridge that was built and paid for by China. Russian truck drivers told us they're crossing to China every day. We're good friends, he says, of China. Still, relations during wartime are a sensitive topic here. We were tracked by Chinese authorities. U.S. officials, including the U.S. ambassador here, tell NBC News there is no evidence so far that China's support for Russia includes weapons. Russia needs <laughs> yeah. allies right. like never before. Okay. And finding one close at hand. Oh my God! Yeah, we have no evidence that they're transporting any kind of weapons or anything over this bridge that we really can't do anything uh, sure about. Sure, they also didn't send any <laughs> North Korean hookers. <laughs> this is pretty frightening shit. I had no idea that they had this kind of uh, liaison going on. Like this bridge, uh, everybody check it out. It's massive. It's not very long though. Like the the distance between the two countries, it's. Not crazy. They can very easily transport shit, and it sounds like they have a fairly open border relationship going on, kind of similar with us in Mexico. It's just an open gate. We just let anyone flood right in and out. <laughs> As if there's no border at all. Great. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't look good for us. I, I know that's not good when China and Russia are teaming up. I just found it interesting. I had uh, never really put together in my mind the border between those two uh, countries and the idea that it would probably benefit both to be buddies. And, and they, it really hurts us. It hurt well, and that's why it benefits them. You know, uh, you it know. It seems like you guys are forming this axis of <laughs> allies. Who's the axis of evil? I want to ask. Who's the aggressor? Who's the one bombing pipelines and trying to destroy infrastructure? <laughs> it's, not other the per, it's not the guy who's co-op, who's doing co-ops to bomb pipelines, who's uh, releasing viruses to the world, shutting down the world economy, manipulating <laughs> it. I again, maybe going back to Star Wars. I'm starting to feel like we're the people on the Death Star. And we're like, what's going on? Why is all? <laughs> Why is this thing not moving anymore? No, in the Democrats, they named it the Life Star. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you're right. They're forming yeah. some sort of superpower, some sort of axis, uh, uh, you know, uh, friends. Of, the problem know. is our military is bigger than both of them. No, this is true. And, um, again, if there's one axis aligning on the other side, well, then that must mean there's another axis on the other side. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky arriving in Hiroshima today, getting a red carpet greeting from Japanese officials and bolstered by President Biden's decision to allow Ukrainian pilots to be trained on American-made F-16 fighter jets, a major reversal for Biden after he resisted Zelensky's pleas for months. As he landed, Zelensky tweeting, peace will become closer today. He's peace. <laughs> be closer. This guy is Everybody knows uh, peace is bought with F-16s. Yeah. 
Well, they're going to teach him how to fly him, man. That's Seven how you achieve peace with F-16. In the war on the eve of the expected Ukrainian counteroffensive, Zelensky joins this summit that's being held at the site of the first atomic bombing, even while he faces down nuclear threats from Russia. And now he'll have American F-16s to strengthen his forces. Biden. Dude, so here's my thing. I. I brought it up with you a while back when we were talking about Patriot missiles and bringing in the jets and, uh, you know, we're not at, we were never teaching these guys to fly these things. We were flying them, right? We're, we've been flying shit around there this whole time, correct? You can't teach a guy to drive an F, fly an F-15 and F-16 in two weeks. So it's just us, right? right? We're at war. Like, why can't they just admit that we're fighting this war then? That's what's so fucking weird about this. Like, there's jets being flown, yeah, correct? A picture like you have the U.S. pilot, and he's sitting in the front with the Ukrainian pilot, and, yeah. they, and he's playing with, like, a dummy joystick, not even connected <laughs> to anything. Yeah, man. It just, I, I don't know. It, just, it seems like it would take you a long time to train these guys how to fly F-16s. Because it's not like I just need to train you. Is that like... like I'm pretty sure two to four weeks, I could probably train you to fly this thing. Take off, go around, land. But I need to teach you how to dogfight Russian pilots who've been training on this shit for years. So we right? are at the point where it's obvious that we are flying around fighting Russians. Yeah, I mean, how many Ukrainians do they even have that are qualified to even attempt to fly an F-16? I keep hearkening back to the AI tech, the deep fake stuff. Do we have I any? Mean, you, you run into <laughs> the problem of like, not only do you need a guy who could fly a fighter jet, he has to have the mental capacity to learn quickly exactly. how to fly an F-16, yes. and he has to speak English. I just don't think we know what is actually happening in this supposed alleged conflict. I have this crazy feeling that i cannot shake that this is fake that this is beyond wag the dog that they hollywood showed us that they could fake wars before that with the technology that we have we can full-on show you a non-real war occurring like i don't think any of this is real there's just nothing real what, happening what kills me is the patriot missile system was designed and built decades ago before we even knew what before we even had before we even thought hypersonic missiles were 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 probable yes you know yeah and now you're telling me that that's what they're using to shoot down hypersonic missiles <laughs> these missiles that we can't stop like this, this is literally like me for yo frank don't worry i caught that tesla that's been racing up and i caught it with my ford model t i know it's a, that's why so it's like no it doesn't that doesn't add up you know covid fucked with my head in a good way in the sense that uh like, what you're telling me isn't passing the smell test. Like, oh, I have to wear my mask, but then when I sit down, I don't have to wear my mask. I'm safe now. Like, this doesn't right. make sense. Like, yeah. we Russia has hypersonic missiles that can't be stopped by any modern technology, but now uh, these dinguses in Ukraine who've never used this weaponry system can shoot it down, you know? <laughs> like With the U.S. arms that were built in the 80s? Like, it was, what? Nothing seems real from this conflict. I can't shake this feeling that there's just no real thing happening there. Or we are staging it. I mean, the thing it. about we're a hypersonic missile it, you know? is it's going so fast that the, the Patriot missile system wouldn't even be able to... I know. It wouldn't be able just, to catch up. Too, there's no way it could detect calculate and launch to take fast enough to take something out that's going they're, they're saying plus Mach 5 I know dude <laughs> and, and again, it's able to maneuver it's just like, not passing no the way. sniff test like Mike like look Biden goes oh now we're gonna train these guys to fly these planes and uh, the the sheep out there are like oh yay alright we support Ukraine this is great and nobody's really putting any kind of thought into like wait can you just teach someone to fly an X? Like, how long does it take us to train our That's pilots before they isn't get it, into an F? So you know what I mean? Years, like it's, it takes like a lifetime. How long like, is this war gonna go on? <laughs> well, uh, there is uh, Biden apparently was asked about financing and what was going on. They're planning like two to three more years of fun, uh, funneling dough into this fucking situation. 
Did any of that money include fixing the roads in Chicago? <laughs> no, can we fill some potholes? Took me an hour and a half to go 21 miles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just so floored by this whole thing. It doesn't seem real. The money we're sending doesn't seem real. It just all seems like a bunch of bullshit. Like, maybe they just are going to keep this storyline going to keep the idiots uh, engaged in this narrative so that way they don't pay attention to all I do, the I really shit think this was on. just the agreement. We're going to give you, your son, Hunter Biden, and all these, like, they just funneled money into polit- American politicians. Yes, and now I think this is a massive laundering charge, scheme. And they're funneling money back. It's, yes. It's, just, it's the trade. It's, it's the payback. The yes, dude, that's exactly what I think we're seeing. And I, I believe it's very possible that... Uh, what happened was, I think Russia did the Crimea thing. They took the piece that they want. What was it, Bakhmut and whatever? And like, I don't think there's a war going on anymore. I think we're pretending there is, and we're showing bullshit footage and and creating all this bullshit narrative. Uh, nobody is really allowed to see what's actually happening. And then now we have the excuse, or the politicians do, who are in power. They're paying back their friends overseas. Yeah, that's all it is. That's fucking crazy, man. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so crazy. And again, it turns out in 2014, the best investment you could have ever made was giving money to Hunter Biden. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back a hundredfold for the Zelensky <laughs> crime gang. Everything else kind of makes sense when you look at it from that perspective. And then I saw something floating around Twitter this weekend, and I, I thought it was an interesting take, and I actually never put it together in my mind. But. Uh, when you look at the things that have been revealed and where we are seeing the flow of money and especially with what ha- uh, got you know what was found out with the Durham report, it, it seems more obvious that the big guy getting the 10% was Barack Obama. Yeah, it, it probably was. And it seems as if what we've kind of alluded to over the last year or so, at least I have been a big proponent of, uh, what we are experiencing, the reason why it's so extreme, the reason why the dial's been turned up to 11, is this is Obama's third term. Obama talked about this in an interview right before the end of his two terms, which was he wished that he could have a third term where he could complete his goals in his administration, and he would essentially have somebody else in the White House, and he could run it from the basement. Kind of feels like that's what we've just experienced over the last two years. That's exactly what we experienced. Yeah. Think of the division, the race hustling. The, the race hustling, man. I, that's the one thing. I, I really wish the Democrats would give that up. Well, be, you know, because this is coming from a centrist perspective, the divisional hatred it has created in this country, uh, the problem with the language with the race hustling is they have uh, infected people who don't have higher critical thinking skills to realize they are being manipulated. Yeah, good call. And so they are reacting in real time with violence and criminality to these, you know, ideas of being oppressed by a system. That's why people in the inner cities feel it is their right to raid and ransack Targets and Walmarts and all these other uh food establishments and grocery stores and then these places are moving out and these communities are left with nothing and they don't understand why you know i i personally feel bad for places like chicago you know what they're going through what they're voting for and continuing to spiral down they don't have control over they don't realize they're being manipulated they don't realize they're being played the system is playing them that's the worst part yeah you don't realize you're the pawn and it's perpetual criminality and poverty. You are, you are going to, it, it, it will never end. And again, seeing the beginnings here in Denver, man, the businesses move out. Nothing moves back in. Then it's just homelessness, drug addicts, and crime. That's all you have. And then yeah. people who maybe want to come here potentially and open a business, they take one cruise around and see the tent cities. And the, the, the drugged out, strung out, fucking weirdos stumbling around the streets. It's not an attractive look. I got to remind people who are in these progressive cities, the Portland look is not a good look, okay? <laughs> it just isn't. For anyone who's been to Portland, 
it looks like you're in a zombie apocalypse with just the zombies shitting on the street. That's literally what Portland has become. And there's heaps of trash everywhere because they thought it was a hip green energy idea to just pick up trash once in a while, man. Yeah. I've heard from a few people like through podcasts and everything like, uh, they all they, like guys who've traveled the world to third world countries. They all say Skid Row is the worst place they've ever seen in the world. In the world, oh, it's horrifying, man. These these that's weird cities, to think about dude. That. That's in America. Yeah. Look, uh, if you're in a progressive city, just be. You've been forewarned. There's a Chaz coming to you. All right, you will have a Chaz one way or another. You know, and by Chaz, honestly, you know what is the Chaz scenario? It's the lawlessness. The crime taking over, uh, and nobody wants to do anything about it because that would be racist, right? Yeah. So we're we're gonna let the crime continue because that's uh, progress in our society. You know, it's just uh, get out while you still can. Is all I can say. If you still can, because eventually they're just gonna lock us down with those digital IDs, and we're stuck with the homeless. (laughs) Gotta get that implant. 